Pregnancy should be exciting. It should allow you to dream. It should make a woman feel even more womanly. It should be a happy time. But my first made me feel like a complete fool. I'm in my 40s. And I'm in my 50s. We're Ted and Catherine, and this is Parents After 40. I was a television executive producer for 20 years, and now I'm a public speaking and media coach. And I've worked in healthcare technology for about 20 years. I built my own company, and I wanted to build a family. But Ted had cancer, and we knew having a baby would be tough. But not this tough, my friend. Come along as we figure out how to be parents after 40. Hi, I'm Catherine, and this is episode number two of the Parents After 40 podcast. In the last episode, we told you about how we started this journey and a little bit about our IUI. Uh, Yeah, and a little refresher, IUI is the least technically advanced uh, way of getting someone pregnant without having sex. And it's when uh, they put the guy's sperm right into the woman, and you hope for the best, um, right, when she's ovulating. And the awesome thing about this first time is she got pregnant, which was great. We were being seen by a fertility doctor at a large hospital in Chicago. Um, and, um, you know, we were in good hands. Catherine was pregnant. We were excited. And it was uh, just as easy as we'd hoped it would be. Exactly. It was really easy. Around five weeks in, my parents were in Chicago and I told them in person, maybe a little bit early, but I didn't want to wait and tell them on the phone because they live in Florida. And I told my parents, you know, I didn't really know the protocol. And I mean, she was just pregnant. And we were like, yeah, let's tell everybody. This is easy and we're going to have a kid. What I didn't know at the time is that I should have been cautiously happy, not just happy. I didn't understand why the doctors and nurses weren't over the moon when I came in for all my checkups. I thought they were successful for the first try. I just had a 10% or even a smaller chance of getting pregnant at 40. And I was. So why weren't they as excited as I was? What I didn't know is how many pregnancies end. It's not something I had experienced. None of my friends talked about it. Then again, most of my friends don't have children, but those who had kids didn't go advertising about how many times they tried and it didn't go all the way. Or as they say, they didn't have a live birth, as you say, in the fertility business. That's something to look for if you're shopping for fertility doctors. You want to look at their live birth rate. That's how they measure success. Our IUI date was July 27th, 2016. That's when they put uh, the sperm into my wife's um, uterus. We found out we were pregnant and um, given a birth date of nine months later, which would be April 18th, 2017. If you're listening and going through all this yourself, you could be getting all kinds of numbers from your doctor right now. I didn't know what they meant the first time, so I'm going to include mine in the show notes to this podcast on our website so you can see them, because I was searching on all these private groups for what other women were seeing during each week of their pregnancy, so I just thought I would include mine in case you want to, like, read along. Again, you know, ours didn't end in such a great, you know, outcome. You'll hear about progesterone numbers. You're going to hear estrogen numbers. You're going to be given HCG numbers. Everyone is different, but they definitely want them in a specific range. For example, they're going to monitor your HCG. Lower than normal levels of HCG could mean a problem with the pregnancy, like miscarriage. 
And by the way, HCG is also what the pregnancy test looks for. So when you're testing through a blood test of the doctor or through a pee stick from your pharmacy, it's actually testing for HCG and that will tell you that you're pregnant. The doctors are also going to monitor your progesterone. And in women over 40, that's something they have to supplement you a little bit, possibly. Our progesterone levels start to drop after 40. So it's something to just know that if they do supplement that a little bit, it's normal, but you could Google that. Low progesterone levels are associated with miscarriage. So that's why your doctor will monitor you very closely. Sometimes I was giving blood every three days. Do you remember my arms? Yeah, you look like some sort of IV drug user. It was a little bit crazy. Yeah, I was really, really bruised. And sometimes it was summertime, so I'd always wear long sleeves because I just didn't want anyone to ask questions and... Or I didn't want anyone to think I was like a druggie. So yeah, for me, my progesterone level went down around week six. That's the same week we heard the heartbeat at the doctor. This was our first really bad news, but I didn't know it was bad at the time. The doctor just said the heartbeat was slow, slower than they'd like. And I just said, well, it could be a slow starter, right? She instead looked at me and told me to prepare myself for a miscarriage. About 70% of me was devastated but I was also trying to be so positive because I literally, like, I really just thought we had a slow starter. And yeah, we, we really had no idea about heart rates, about quote unquote slow starter, about egg maturation. Um, I remember you called me. I, God knows where I was. I was down, out of town for work, but uh, you were freaked out. You were crying. Yeah, that was one of the only appointments in the last three years where you were out of town for work and... The nurses, it was it was so weird because the nurses actually shuffled me out this back door. I had always gone out the front, but this time, I'll never forget, this time it was out the back door. Um, I went into a hospital bathroom like down the hall and I called you and I just could not stop crying. I just started bawling. I was so, so deeply sad. Like I, I just absolutely felt like a fool. I, I felt like, what was I thinking? Did I, did I actually think that it would be this easy at 40? I was mad at myself for thinking that I was in the clear. I was mad at myself for telling my parents and getting them excited. I was mad at myself for dreaming. You know, but we still, you know, we, we still had hope. Um, I guess ignorance was bliss in this, in this respect. We, we thought everything could work out. Um, we didn't know better, you know, so we were hopeful. And the next appointment, it would be okay. And then maybe the doctors had something wrong. Right, but at the next appointment, we did not have a heartbeat, and we were there together, and it was very clear that it was over then. Um, the dreams that we had for a baby to be born in April of 2017 were over. We had, we told our family, um, so I had to tell the family that, you know, it was over. Uh, we had ultrasound pictures on our fridge. We, you know, we were telling friends because friends would come over and they'd see the ultrasound pictures on our fridge. I had looked up horoscopes, even what the Chinese zodiac for that year meant for our future baby. And then it was just all over. It was just all that was just done. She said, go home and wait and you'll miscarry. No information, no preparation about what that meant. No other options. It was just go home and wait. Just wait. This podcast is all about the journey of getting pregnant over 40 and then being a parent over 40. This is not a podcast where we're going to give advice. We are not experts. Far from it. We might bring experts on or not. We're just figuring it out as we give birth to this podcast and to our child, just like lots of parents. 
Stick with us along the journey and please share us with a friend who you think might find us a little helpful or just entertaining. Follow us on iTunes, Instagram, or Facebook.